Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFP Refugees podcast. Ted here, John here. I open up loud and John just like, <laughs> like wait, gotta, 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 gotta wake John up. Gotta get John up. Gotta get John up. My going. ears exploded. I, I think yes. I'm, I'm deaf now, so we'll see how it goes. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, welcome in, folks. We're, we're doing the show again this week. Another disappointing DC game, but uh, I still had a pretty good weekend. I, I One of my teams managed to win a soccer game. I, I got to. I am wearing that jersey of said team, or one of the one of the little kits I got for free, of said team. It's a classic kit, right there. It is. It is a very much a classic kit. Uh, but John, how are you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? I was. I don't even remember what day is it. Is it Monday? I guess it was all right. It is Monday. <laughs> it was fine. It occurred. Uh, that decent United game was. I'm glad that it was in the middle of the day on Saturday that we didn't have to yeah. alter our lives in any way to watch it. I think it's good. Which is not to say that I'm severely disappointed, but it also was not appointment. It was not appointment viewing. I think that's I think that's clear. I'm gonna adjust my camera a little bit. There we go. That looks better. More centered in the center. Um, let's uh, yeah, let's just let's just dive right into it. Uh, DC United a three-one uh, loss. Oh, sorry, uh, I I did not read my special notes, John. First, you have a Patreon contest that you want to mention. I do, I do, and I once again don't have the scarf here, but I did tweet about it today. Uh, we are raffling off a. I don't know if it's called. It's a contest. It's not a raffle. It's a. Our lawyers have advised us to say that it's a contest. Uh, so the we're we're giving away a exclusive DC United Cherry Blossom scarf to the person who sends us the best Cherry Blossom content, and that content will be whatever you want it to be. But the idea is to convince DC United to produce a Cherry Blossom scarf. All you have to do is become a Patreon at the five dollar tier, or if you already are a Patreon, you're you're entered in. Uh, we'll pick the winner on June first. So we've got a third of the month down and just so many entries already. Uh, so make sure you get make sure you get yours in because it's it's going to be competitive. The end. Yeah. Yes. Get your goals in. Support the show and you get a uh, and you get a, a cool scarf. The scarf everybody wants and maybe the jersey soon that everybody wants. Yeah. Two for. Uh, yes. Hopefully they have better uh, jersey selection right now than the Richmond kickers. I'm very disappointed. I like give the me, new ones. Give me. Give me, give me, give me, give me. I, I, no, I like the new ones. I want one, but oh. you go to the shop and you can't buy. I can, you, you, the, the, the largest size you can get is a large. And what? Um, they don't know their fans. They don't know the American <laughs> soccer fan well, at all. I, I, well, I think, I think they did pre, I, I think they did all pre-orders and then now they've just got like kind of what's left. Um, so I'm hopeful they're going to refill up or they'll restock. I don't know. I think I might call the shop and, and figure out something there. So I, I want the new Jersey. I want the new red one. I, I don't the, the the cookie jerseys are like okay I understand the importance of it, but um it, it's just a white jersey with you crops written in in rainbow cookies so I love rainbow cookies, yes they are good I mean I guess they I don't good. really know are they different are they are they a Richmond delicacy that I'm unaware of or just yeah, they are they are they are in fact a Richmond delicacy they are they are famous amongst Richmond you walk in any store you get the the rainbow cookies so uh, they they are certainly that in all right all right. Uh, I believe uh, I believe we have a special guest on the line. It's a very surprised, very surprised guest. Uh, we have own goal coming, leading goal scorer for DC United. Own goal, welcome to the show. How how does it feel after after uh, after seven years or eight years or however long it's been to be back in the lead as the leading goal scorer on DC United? Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, having me on the show. Uh, I am I'm very very excited to once again uh, be be the leading scorer for DC United. Uh, my my boy Fred Briant is helping me uh, in many ways, uh, and you know I've just missed it. I've missed the I've missed the city. I've missed the people. Uh, it's it's just a great time to be back. Uh, what what makes you uh, what makes you so dangerous? How how are you how are you suddenly uh, back back in the lead as the leading goal scorer? Well, what? It's all about being in the right place at the right time, uh, and for me, that's uh, being uh, directly in front of the goal. Uh, and and not having the reaction time uh, necessary to do anything but put it in the net. Uh, I, I've you know it's been a couple years. Uh, it's been I, I was at RFK and then I went elsewhere in the league. I don't actually know where I went. Uh, I think I was in Toronto for a while. I think that that was where I was very popular for a bit. I have to check the books. It's I've, I've traveled a lot, but uh, you know this is my first time back in DC in a few years, and uh, you know I'm just here to make I'm here to make uh, goals happen. It's very important to score. And uh, what what is the uh, you're getting some hate by the way in the chat? We got some uh, own goal out going on right well, now. So. Well, <laughs> oh, on, I, I I would expect nothing less from DC United fans. This is just this is just typical. 
It's just typical. <laughs> it was what targets you got set for this year. Oh, I, this, the sky is the limit for me. I, I really, I really think that I believe my, I think that my record here was six goals, I believe as a leading scorer, uh, in I think 2013, uh, and, uh, we're going to, we're going to go for, we're going to go for seven. I think we're going to, you know, get, it's always about improving. So, uh, that's really what we're trying to do here. And, uh, you know, thank you for all your support. If anyone were to get a new DC United jersey with own goal on the back, I think, I think it would be a great thing to do. And I think that the show may send you, I'm not on the show, but I think the show may send you a free scarf. So just think about it and send, send pictures to the show. Uh, you know, if you want. But I'm just happy to be here. I will be back. I, it is very likely that I will return to the show at some point. Uh, should I, should I, accomplish my goal of being <laughs> of scoring seven goals so thank you for having me i pre- i must yes. go i have to train i have to be ready to go i have two games this week so i'll see you i'll see you around get that running in lasada's done yes so or, thank you own goal au revoir <laughs> thank you own goal for for joining the show uh if you loved that segment as much as i did <laughs> please direct all your email to john at rfurefugees.com thank you very much uh, oh what happened we're, we're- <laughs> What did I miss? I'm sorry. Uh, my my camera oh. went out for a minute. Oh yeah, man, we lost we lost you. Sorry, we, we we're professionals. We move on. All right, let's get let in all seriousness. Let's talk about let's talk about the 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 DC three three one loss to, to the Columbus Crew. Uh, let let's let's jump right into it. It's hard to really come up with like I mean obviously injuries were a factor again. Uh, Joseph Mora pulling up. Do not tell that to Aaron Almasada though. Don't talk about injuries. Yeah. <laughs> do not do it. I believe Jason Anderson asked him like an actual like soccer related question, and he was like, "Oh, thank God, someone is actually." <laughs> yes, he did. No one is asking me about the stupid injuries. Um, so so he, here's what I kind of here's what here's what I'll say about the injuries. I I I made a sort of snide tweet towards uh, Mr. Taylor Twelman. I feel like there are a lot of people. A lot of people in the national media uh, who rightfully, I mean, D.C. is not the most exciting team or most interesting. Right now, the only interesting thing about D.C. United is that they've got a new coach that no one that no one had ever heard of before they hired him. He's in with a team that didn't make many changes and he's trying to make the system work. So the, the only real story, I mean, you're not you're, you, maybe some people are talking about, you know, how good, you know, Moses Diamond has looked stepping in. But those aren't going to, you know, that's, that's not going to drive engagement. That's not going to drive interest. What's going to drive interest is when you've got three players, three field players on your bench. Yes. <laughs> when you can have a maximum of nine. So I understand where all the, the media is coming in. If, if, if you really, if you really break it down, if you really break it down, I, I, I do believe I now, now the, the one injury that was interesting was Canals's. I was like, why isn't Canals out here? If this was just a COVID vaccination thing. That seemed a little interesting to me. And then uh, you have um, Brendan Hines Ike tweeting a picture of him with a uh, with a nice little shiner on his cheek. Uh, that that was interesting in some cases, but I think also was kind of a no, no, no. This wasn't a hamstring. Look at my face. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I, I do wonder if that was sort of the, the the ploy behind that. I think he's now deleted it. I tried to go back and find it that I day. Deleted that that day. day. Yeah. So I I think they were saying. Uh, we didn't need to not let Columbus know ahead of time that we have three players or at that time, four players. It changed during the warmups, and we'll talk about that. But uh, I think that yeah. was probably, they're probably like, let's keep that on the download there, Brendan. Let's particularly since you have like four posts on Instagram. So it's like, well, are you big social media guy? All of a sudden you got to share everything right away. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Easy. Um, I, I, I do think that was, that was an attempt to dispel. Maybe a little bit that it was fitness related. Oh, it's, you know, I, I don't, my, my eyes swelling up. I, I think every- players play. Yeah, I think everyone knows Brendan. Brendan is one of the fit guys. Like Brendan's one of yeah. he, he's he's in Ernan's camp, and he's he's like I you you don't even want to know what my blood oxygen level is when I run. It's amazing. But you know all all things considered, and and you know we get into the own goals. One of them, one of them, I think is just honestly at wrong place, wrong time, bad luck. Sometimes you have those. Sites goes down, makes hard shot, makes the save, brilliance right there, covering. And it just kind of deflects off him in the goal. The second one is part on sights and part on Brilliant. I think I'm lack of communication. I think Brilliant's really had kind of a rough go of it as of late. Um, when other options start to get healthy, like Burnbaum and like some others, maybe we look at some different ones. Again, I, I look at, you know, I think last, I, I think I looked at that game and I said, you know, again, I'm asking myself, I think if, if Bill, if Bill is there, he is bowling over Brilliant 
not caring about his maybe his well-being and grabbing that ball. I mean, that's that's his but that's not, you know, that's not sight. Sights sights tried to predict where it was gonna be. Uh Brilliant maybe said, Oh, the ball's going here, I need to make a play. Uh maybe that sends a little bit of a lack of trust, you know, amongst sites. Maybe Brilliant lets, you know, uh uh lets uh, lets him eat have that ball. Um but either way, it, it's hard luck. Uh, it, it's hard luck in a lot of these games. Um, they were. I, I was impressed that A. Briant was one of the players, the player put forward in the press conference after the game. And I was also impressed that he did not throw sights under the bus for the goal. It seemed to me like his, his you know, what he wanted to say was like, yeah, there was miscommunication. Uh, I did not hear it or he didn't say anything. Because that's more like, it's it's less likely that he heard you know, mine, and then still was where he was. It's more likely that he heard nothing and then was just there. So, but he didn't throw him under the bus. So I, I and he, he faced the music. He faced the, so I think somebody asked him the question like, hey, uh, why did you do that? <laughs> why did you, why did you score two own goals? And he was just like, I, you know, man, sometimes, sometimes it happens. But uh, so good, good for him. But I, I think you're right. I mean, this is, there are so many places on the field. And I think it's really, as far as press uh, post game, this has been the most interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about that later. We haven't actually talked about the game, but we'll get to that. But uh, overall, I think that there are there are so many force changes that make evaluation and make uh, sort of like narratives very difficult about this team. The, the the one thing you can say from the stats is you you look at the stats and you even watch the games. And I think people that pay attention to the games and I think they're all they're always the fans out there that look at the score or they watch the game and they're frustrated and like, ah, oh, this is, this is bad. What are, you know, what are we doing? But if you, if you have the context, you have the, what this team is dealing with and you watch that game and you paid attention and you, you know, watched, you watched uh, Moses Nyman throw off Giassi's art you're, you're seeing good things. You're seeing things to be positive about. It's not, it's not a case where I am down and negative on this team, despite losing three games and losing th- three games by a combined scoreline of seven to one, <laughs> seven to two. Right? It's, and you know, then also this was buoyed by the fact that we finally, finally <laughs> got an offensive goal from offensive players in the run of play. And I'll get into a little bit, a little bit what, about what I think that means, um, what I think that means for the team going forward. But I mean, overall you're seeing, you're seeing this team go into three road games and hold each of those teams, I think below 0.5 expected goals. Yep. Like they, they're shutting out chances. They are preventing them from gaining much of anything. Maybe not, maybe not, uh, maybe not the, uh, the, the San Jose game. I think they were over, over one expected goal, yeah. but still, so, so, so you're looking at that as saying like, you know, if this team can just figure this out offensively, and that may be the toughest part is getting, getting an offensive tandem going in this game. You guys get back healthy though. You get Ariola back. You get, you know, maybe, maybe Ola Kamara starts to pick it up. Maybe, and, and maybe Ola Kamara has a connection uh, with uh, Edison Flores, like we saw on that, on that assist. Uh, which was a a the type of pass he made is the type of pass you expect from your five million dollar player on that goal. Uh, you know, maybe if they can get those things together and they can continue to hold down that sort of expected goals, maybe they have something here. Maybe they have a team that you know June July can really start to make a run. You know, the fitness comes back and and, and everything come, comes back for this team. So, uh, so I think all of that all of that you can sort of you can sort of take a look and say. There, there's a lot of positive here. It's not, it's not all doom and gloom and negativity, uh, like I think we've seen in other years. Surprisingly, too, social media is really flush with that sort of patience, mm-hmm. uh, and it's weird. I'm on, I'm uncertain what fan base we've been teleported into. It is not the one that I remember or have known, but everyone, everyone is sort of taking this and saying, you know, I think the the stats nerds are looking at this and saying, like you said, look at the xG, look at the style, look at the fact that we're not being penned in. And see progress. Even people who are not about stats and are, are just looking at the scoreline look at the number of people injured. Look who's not on the field, and they understand. This, the, what are you going to do? What you mean? You know, look at the players that are on the field. Uh, yeah, so speaking of the players on the field and the injuries, like uh, so, w- this has been now a couple of days ago, but we're still going to go through it because that's the way I think you should do it. Pre-game, Joseph Moore got injured. That forced our, our Mr. Perez, my favorite, my favorite mysterious player. Uh, so play left wing back for the first time in his career and play there for, I think, 90 minutes. Uh, Andy Nahar started. That's not what anybody wanted. At center yet. back. <laughs> At center back. Played 60 minutes. Was fine. Uh, no real problems there, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Kamarni Smith had his first start. Played around 70 minutes, 65 minutes. 
was fine. I think it, first, I think he was better in the very beginning of the game, and then he sort of disappeared and floated around for for much of it. But he, he moved. He moved for me ahead of ahead of Sorga on the depth chart. Um, if I'm looking at the depth chart of forwards, he has now moved ahead. I, I would rather see him out there now um, than I would rather see uh, Sorga. Um, I think he committed. He did all the things I think that Sorga was doing. You know, the press, everything else. And just brought a little more offensive ability, so um, I, I think he, he he's up there on my list as far as that goes. It felt it felt uh, not necessarily even, but it did not feel uh, particularly troubling until the foul that gifted uh, Columbus a goal in the twentieth minute. Zeller Ryan's free kick. Uh, what did you think about Chris Seitz's position in there and his push off on that? On that, do you think it was savable? It was a good it was a good shot, but does it, does it seem like something that they should have uh, been able to keep out of the net? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a there's a, a tweak or two you could have to at his positioning. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm I'm not. I I think you know maybe. I I think what you're getting out of what you're getting out of sites is you have you have a serviceable to sometimes can be pretty good shot stopper goalkeeper in there. You have a guy who is not if if, if you are if you are flush on the offensive end, he's not going to lose you games. At the same time, he's not going to win you any games either. Um, and Bill Hamid has that incredible athletic ability. Maybe Hamid is able to get a save, get a hand to that, make a save to that. Uh, we, we've seen him do things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he has that ability to sort of command that that six yard box and that eighteen yard box to sort of stop things from from from. That's really a part of his game. Uh, he's developed that. I don't think he gets a lot of credit for. And it's something he struggled with early on, and he's really developed it. Uh, his ability to sort of command that 18 and and when a ball comes in in that six yard box he's getting it um and and that's been really good I, I think getting him back if, if the team is still like this maybe there's a uh maybe maybe if this team is still struggling maybe we're looking at maybe we hold this game you know nothing nothing through the first half and then we score a quick goal or something like that so yeah, and I think he's close. I think of of the players that are are in the injury, I think he's back in full training or nearing full training. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look look for him to be back sooner than later. I think maybe not maybe not this game Thursday, but maybe maybe this weekend. Just based on so some sort of the the training reports we're hearing. Um, so that that goal happened. Uh, the, the the for the rest of the half, I don't believe DC United was was giving too much of a, of a threat on goal. Uh, the first on goal are are. are erstwhile guest own goal scored his first in the 63rd minute uh off of uh i believe that was an was that an errant clearance by a center back a different was it by nahar i'm trying to remember what happened on the on that first own goal i don't really particularly remember at this point all yeah i, I don't is, i don't i don't all i mean all i know is it it was a a hard shot by um uh, by uh uh santos and just it, i mean it was a it, probably a tough a tough save for any keeper to make and 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 to why well, I'm not I'm not giving maybe sites a little bit too much on that but you know he, he gets the save it kind of deflects and you know brilliant's kind of right there maybe you question his positioning there does he need to be that close mm-hmm. you know he's trying to maybe cover the back does he need to be maybe preparing you know slot a little bit out wider maybe preparing for an on you know for a deflection and an on looking pass uh, kind of odd. I, I think that that does maybe come down to a little bit of communication between the two, um, and and maybe that's something uh, that's something that can be worked on. Um, I, I think I I do think there seems to be between Brilliant Insights maybe a little bit of a trust issue. Uh, issue. Uh, maybe Brilliant isn't quite fully trusting of of sites to go out and play that, and and that can impact how you interact as a defender. I got to be there because I'm not sure my goalkeeper can can handle this. Um, and I think that's what we saw uh, maybe a little bit on the first goal and certainly a lot on the second goal, on the second known goal. So well, let's talk about the exciting thing that happened. The one, the yes. moment, the moment of hope that we were all saying, oh, we're back in this game. And Mo- the six, Mo- six, Moses Diamond body, Moses Diamond bodying off Giassi's artist. The second moment of hope, I suppose. <laughs> yes, that happened. Well, how did, let's, let's talk about how you looked because I, I mean, there, what, what gives me a lot of hope about Moses Diamond is sort of his ability. He has grown his ability to grow and that there seems to me, I think there's a level of coachability with him that I think we haven't seen from a lot of where you, you see the skills, you see it all there, but the coach tells him to do something and he doesn't quite get it. And we're seeing him grasp things very, he was much more interactive. I looked at his uh, defensive stats for this game. He was much more active in recoveries. Uh, he won two tackles. Of course he had a, a really, you know, just sort of bodied off Giazzi's artists. And that was like watching this, like little ant, like throw off a, 
throw off a much leak larger or something. ant <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw off a bug or, or something like that i mean it was, it was it was quite interesting to watch um and uh that was very good passing looks good i mean again this kid is 17 and he's out here you know playing with professionals and he every game you put him in he seems like he kind of starts slow and you're like ah you know it's raw but there needs to be more and you see it grow and grow and grow as he gets minutes and he gets more time so that's that's a huge positive for this team and you know when Canals comes back, you know we've got a little bit of a of a of a potential you know log jam at midfield. We weren't sure whether he could break through, and and right now it seems like he maybe is a better option there than uh than than Junior, than Junior Moreno. So yeah, Arana- I don't know. Yeah, Arnon said Arnon said he was the best player on the team right now. So that's major that he's seeing that. I think the most interesting thing that came out of the press conference was I I see who's on the field right now. I see who's healthy. I see who's giving me all that they can give right now when we need them the most. And when those other players come back healthy now, finally, they won't, they won't walk right into this team. Mm -hmm. Uh, You basically will get credit for being available. The the old, old saying is, you know, the most important ability is availability. Uh, And the players that are able to play on the field right now are going to find themselves in a better position later on in the year. And I think Moses Nyman being there, getting these opportunities and then excelling is fantastic for him. We we were concerned of of all the players. We were less. Con- I, I think we thought Griffin Yao would be uh, get some opportunities because of some uh, early on in the season some wing some wing differences some wing depth challenges. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's going to be Moses, and that's you know I think that he's got the highest ceiling of any of the young players. Uh, so that's that's great for his development. We were we were hoping that he would get a lot of opportunities, and he looks like he might get you know certainly more than we thought. He's already gotten uh, two starts. Uh, through four games, so that's that's awesome for him. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, we, we talk about the goal. Is that what you're? Yeah. Is that where you're going next? Yep. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the goal. Um, so this, I feel like I I was a little bit upset at this goal because it I was too, and I'll and, tell you why. <laughs> go ahead, continue. Because <laughs> it happened, and then and then I was like, oh, we're back in this game. All right, we got eight minutes. Like we could we can push. Maybe we can sneak a point out of this game. And then it was immediately dashed. And not only does it, it's like right back the other way, and it's like you kind of just forget about everything that went well. You forget about the fact that, um, you know, Flores in the center of the field, you forget about the fact that Kamara makes a really smart run. He, he holds himself in, he keeps himself on side. He's looking at the center and he then get makes a very, very confident finish at, at a somewhat tight angle. Yep. Everything that you, that you expect out of a center forward and your best player to do happen on that play. That tells me right now, Ola Kamar should be the starter. No, no one else on this field, Kamardi Smith, Eric Sorga, Roberta, has done anything to put themselves anywhere in position to score, to get position and score goals. Kamara comes on on the field and does it within like five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think the most important thing was the confidence at which he took the opportunity, his first opportunity, a couple, a couple minutes on. Uh, and that's what was missing from him last year, in my mind, is that he would get frantic in front of goal instead of composed. So mm-hmm. that's a great look. Uh, I, you know, the thing that matters most about him now is being able to be fit, keeping those hamstrings fit, particularly as the amount of running that's going to be demanded in this position. You know, we were talking earlier, like, is he in the doghouse because he wasn't playing and wasn't wasn't back yet fit? He's going to have to press for a guy with hamstrings that are questionable. That is a challenge. Uh, so let's hope let's hope that he, like you just said, of the of the forwards that we have healthy right now, or even on the roster in general, uh, he's got the best track record. So let's hope that he can. Continue this on and, and, you know, get those opportunities. The pass was fantastic. I think it was it was a chance because of the pass being so so good. You'd hope that most forwards would finish that. But you don't. They, they all wouldn't. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Clearly they all wouldn't. And not even on this not even on this team. Uh, but that's what you want on your nine, right? Is uh, you, you make the chances that you, that you should make and make a couple of the ones that you shouldn't. And I think it's it, it, it's it's important it's important on, on a number of fronts also to see that out, out of Edison Flores and, and lends to the theory that, you know, maybe, maybe Edison Flores, he, he's not a Reynoso. He's not a, uh, he, he's not a, a, uh, a Zalareon. He's not going to be such a magnetic force that he makes everybody better. But, but if you put players around him that can see the game, the way the game he does can have the vision and, and the ability to be in front of goal, you know, maybe he can, Maybe he can be that. Maybe he can be that player. Maybe he can be that five million dollar player. If there are guys that can think on his level and can connect on his level, mm-hmm. 
and, and, and can give him options and opportunities. And that's what we saw there. So that 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 lends into that fact, which is why I, I was very happy that moment happened because that bought hopefully for me, it bought a little bit more time. Like, OK, you know, let's see. Maybe an areola comes in and he's able to connect with him. Well, you know, we got it, Julian Gressel, I thought was OK. I didn't think he was great. I think he's doing a lot of great defensive work. The offensive work would left a little bit little to be desired. Uh, but if you can sort of get that connection going. Um, and then, of course, you know, we'll see what happens with, with Mora. Um, and, and John then points out you don't play that player $5 million. Okay. We don't pay but, him anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's that's fine. Uh, I, I, I get a little bit I, I get a little bit on on people when they start talking about, oh, well, you know, what they expect out of certain players. I mean, if, the, if, if they're going out there and playing a system and the team wins, you know, then who cares how much they paid for him? You know, if, 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 if they're, he's out there being successful, if, if even putting a couple, you know, a, what a $700,000 player in, in, or two, $1.2 million, you know, Ariola out there at 900 to a million dollar, you know, uh, Ola Kamara suddenly makes him better and makes him going out there. And, and suddenly he has players with vision who can think at his level. Um, you know, then, you know, that that's going to make the team, that's going to make the team more successful. And it's going to make the team wins. Um, I, I'm not so caught up in, we need, we should dump him and bring in somebody because I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I know other teams find those players, but those players don't grow on trees. Zellerounds and Reynosa's don't grow on trees. And sometimes you got to take a player that has skill. Maybe you get that and that's great. But if not, then you have to figure out a way how to work him into the, work him in the lineup, find players that can work with him and, and, and allow him to be successful. Um, and I, you're not getting it from Emil side. Let's, let's say that. <laughs> yeah, it was, was a, awful. He was dreadful. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll talk about that too. Just, just to close that, that, that up. I think, and we talked about this on the show before, but it, I, I do think that there, there is strength in the argument saying that are you, are you a team right now that would benefit greatly from a player like Flores at that cost? And that, and that's, a, and that's, an, that's a reasonable question. Like, where does this team really need that? And like you just said, they're hard to find, but. Is that maybe where you pay the premium and then you try to find Flores is a great level player, right? Like I think that he is, I think he's, we talked about it last week. If you had a, if you had a bunch of him, if you had four more of him on in that, around this team, you're, you're a top, you're in the top, you know, five of your, your conference because he's got uh, fitness and skill that's there and he's competent. He's not going to make the mistake. He's going to make the smart play anyway. Uh, but, but let's talk about, you Todd. Emil Saad is having a very rough go of it so far this year. Yeah. Originally, you could have written that off to fitness. He was talked about sort of saying that, like, he is not 60 minutes fit, and that was in the first game against New York City. Um, I don't think it's uh, – it's not really fitness. It's just decision-making. Fitness can affect decision-making. You can be tired and make bad decisions. That's certainly possible. But he's making bad decisions at the start of games. It's not just at the end of games. He is just I, – I think that – and and Aaron mentioned it, basically. It was basically like saying, like, we, we need – a lot more from our offensive players overall, but specifically. And I think he's he's singling out Emil. And if there were anybody else that he could put in there right now to give Emil a, a blow and sit him on the bench, he would. But there's not. Yeah, and, and we'll see. You know, I, I'll be very curious uh, who comes out on the field on Thursday. I think I think if 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 we start hearing about some players being healthy and some players, you know, being close to, close to recovery, uh, like a Paul Ariola. Uh, maybe, maybe you don't start Paul right off the bat, but maybe you look at half to, maybe you say, Emil, you got one half, you got one half to get this right. 50, 60th minute rolls around. I'm, I'm yanking you and I'm putting in and, and that might be your, your place for the rest of the game. Um, I thought maybe there were some updates on, on DC, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't find, uh, I, I, I can't remember if there was any sort of like injury updates as to who's available or, or who's, who's almost maybe available. Uh, yeah, there, there's, there's three, three of the long-standing players are in training, but it's just a question of how much more time uh, yeah. it's going to take. And I, we've got two games this week, so that's a real question about, you know, what <laughs> I really think that they need to avail themselves of this Loudon United uh, three, three-game contract or three-day contract thing. Loudon doesn't play for another, I think, another week. They had a week off here. They just played an inner squad scrimmage this weekend. Just get some bodies, man. You never know. Mm-hmm. Think of think of a concussion or injury happens, and then what do you, you got? John Kempen. John Kempen's gonna play left back. Like what's what's the play? Have bodies. Yeah. Just just professional soccer players of any stripe sit on the bench and just hang out. Get a get a get you get a free pupusa for 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 playing the weekend. I don't know, but it seems like a really bad unless they're certain that they're very close to filling that bench. 
which maybe they are. Uh, I, I feel like it's, they really got to fill that. They've got to find some players. I, I think, you know, I think this is, again, we talked about that there's a higher, a higher ceiling for what, what Lasada feels like is fit. And yeah. That is playing into some of these players. So I think, I think the question is, you know, we, we, we see players out, but we don't know whether maybe, you know, maybe they'll be back, you know, next week. Uh, you know, even Kamara was kind of a mystery and then he shows up this week. I mean, we had no indication whether he was healthy or ready to go. And then he's, he travels and he's on the game day roster. So you know, that was one, uh, you know, uh, we had no real indication that Felipe was going to be back or whether he was going to be healthy. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's I, I really do think it's temporary. We'll see if it does become a trend with, you know, obviously more going out doesn't look good. No, you know, pulling, pulling up, you know, obviously, apparently, uh, as Jonathan, I think, pointed out in the chat, you know, Canals apparently had some muscle tightness. Um, I missed that uh, along with related to the covid vaccine. We'll see. Uh, I, I do like I, I do. Again, I do like this. What if this philosophy is I'm going to push them really hard in training. But if I don't think they're really ready for game time, then they're going to sit. I think that's that that's fair. And I think that's a good that's a good strategy because you want to make sure that your players aren't pulling up limp in, in games. And maybe you give them that rest and they come back and then you can start to see them, you know, see that fitness developing, um, you know, and and. and I I I had a friend once tell me you know you you were the biggest critic of 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 Klinsman and some other coaches that do fitness it, it's it's fitness fitness where there's a purpose and there's a and there's a, a vision and a way a style of play that demands the fitness and 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 that's that's what I've started to come around to this idea of you know and and the travel is really not that bad for for DC so I'm not even not even worried about the travel the travel is very limited. Compared, to, it's still bigger than probably most places in the world, but it's mm-hmm. pretty limited when it comes to MLS. We, we we did our only cross country trip, and that's already done. And we're like pretty much staying. We're not even. We're basically not even breaking maybe the mountain time zone at all. So travel's very limited this year. So no maybe more, this is a good year to, to have it happen. No more descended after dark. That was we had our one yes. go of it, which is fine <laughs> because that was a lot. Uh, and then and then of course the the the, the backbreaker happened literally one minute later. Uh, apparently Tony Alfaro credited. I believe the ball was going in. Uh, Alfa Briant when Alfaro put it in, but according to MLSsoccer.com, uh, it was Alfaro. So he is now he's in. He's got two goals. Own goal is sharing his credit with Alfaro on that one. He, he maybe he gets the own goal as a way to uh, yeah. to, 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 to 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 save uh, uh, Brilliant the embarrassment. Uh, but he is he is trying to make a play to save an own goal um there and uh and and unfortunately just goes in the back of the net uh that that that, that is that is that is brilliant's uh brilliant's uh shame there uh, i wish maybe with own goals you have expected own goals do, 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 do we want to do we want to talk about uh by the way the fact that ola like i actually i actually got worried i thought he had pulled up or something yeah. like he had scored the goal and jumped but apparently he was just holding back on his celebration because he used to play in class. correct like he was so excited that he scored because i mean it's been a probably a pretty rough go of him for yep. a bit and and then he kind of like pulls up and he's like, oh, and I, I thought he had I really thought he had pulled something. Uh, but apparently he was just holding back on the celebration. That, that's that's the official story. I yeah. guess we'll find out. It was. It was. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was, uh, you know, some people hate that. I think Pablo talked about hating that. I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's yeah, I think it's a nice little it's a nice little uh, hat tip to your former fans. And I think there's nothing wrong with that unless they did you wrong and then go crazy. A lot of, a lot of there's, there's a lot of that, too. Shoot, shoot your uh, shoot, shoot your uh, shoot your shot on your goals. <laughs> uh, so um, that, yeah, so that was I mean, overall, like we talked talked about on the start, you know, uh, this was this was sort of more of the same in that DC United looks better than the results would, would dictate. And they're shorthanded and it is what it is. Uh, we're not hitting the panic button. We're waiting for more players to get back and hoping that, you know, we're seeing I think I asked this last question, last last game as well. Were there any performances that you really liked, other than Moses? Uh, I guess Moses Nyman's the answer, right? There's no one else, you know, cameo appearance for Ola Kamara with results. But is it is it just Moses? Is it just Moses? I mean, that's that's all I can really think. I, I guess right now, um, it was really just Moses Nyman. Everybody else was either average or you know slightly below average. Uh, it, I guess Andy Nahar didn't do anything, didn't do anything bad, but also nothing noticeable. And when your defense gives up three goals, you know, not being noticeable is kind of a negative in my mind. Uh, you didn't do anything that really made me go, oh, wow. Um, I, I, I saw uh, 
I think I saw from some DC fans that uh, 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 Gressel was getting a lot of criticism. I thought he was okay. Um, I thought he was kind of doing the best he could. I think with the situation he was playing with, um, Perez was. I mean, most of it, most of most of everybody else, there wasn't a whole lot else. I guess other than those moments. According to uh, according to Footmob, uh, the top two players for DC United were Edison Flores at a seven point six, and believe it or not. Uh, Adrian Perez at a, at a 7.4. So I think there's a little bit of great inflation there. Uh, that's a, those are high numbers yeah. for a team uh, that, uh, that that played the way they did. Uh, but overall, overall, I'm ready for this two-week game. And we, on Thursday, we're going to have an opportunity to, to preview those two games for you. So make sure you check that out. Uh, but yeah, I think onward, basically, we're just going to grind through this, right? We're just going to put our head down and keep and keep on, keep on chugging and hope everybody uh, yeah. remains... As patient as they are right now, we we can start. We can start actually like giving some assessments about how it's working. I think once we can see nine players on that bench, right? Once a choice <laughs> once, can be made at all about yes. lineups, we can we can start. We can start doing that. Um, bit of news dropping uh, on Thursday: seven thousand five hundred uh, people will be allowed at Audi Field, and then uh, June eleventh, really full June stadium. 11th, full stadium. It's going to be wide open. So um, vaccinations are are working and getting people out. Just approved for 12, 15 year olds. So uh, get get vaccinated. Do it. Um, vaccination vaccination is starting to level level off, and we cannot we cannot have that. Uh, so if you ha- if you have the ability to get vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. Um, all right, uh, we got Nations League. Yeah, June third, June sixth. Paul Riola jo- uh, uh, for the U.S. Joseph Mora and Andy Nahara on provisional rosters for the Nations League, the semifinal and final. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Paul Riola, if if he can get up to speed. Maybe, um, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, Joseph Mora, if his injury is not too bad, probably. Uh, Andy Nahar, I'd say maybe a long shot though. I, I, I don't, please don't. I, don't, I can't. Please do not yeah. take Andy Nahar. <laughs> leave him. Leave him be, please. Thank you. I, I thought. I thought Andy Nahar had like retired from the like Honduras like national team. I thought he had said like he was done. Like I, I seem to remember that. It's well, like, I, now he doesn't have to make transatlantic flights to play the games uh, in in, uh, in qualifying from Belgium. Uh, Jesse Leeford also brings up Kamarni Smith. Yeah, I, I, there was nothing. I guess it was the, it it was maybe a little bit of an improvement over Sorga, and and I haven't been high on Sorga, so that that's that's where I leave him at that. So did, didn't want to leave without without talking a little bit about that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see the Nations League coming up in June. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some some coverage of that. We'll yep. watch that. Um, should be a lot of fun. All right, let's get into uh, before we get into some actual local news. Let's talk about this uh, this Columbus <laughs> Crew. This Columbus Crew logo change, um, man. Uh, <laughs> and and it, the the first question I have is is why, like why why what was the need to do this? You have a the one good thing, if you have to talk about anything that Anthony Precourt did, the one good thing he did was the refresh of the logo, um, and I'm, I'm calling it a refresh because I mean if you don't change the name, in my opinion, it's a refresh. There, there's not really a, a, a rebranding is when you change the entire complexion name which is what they did here this was a a refresh hey we're gonna come up with this new logo dc united was not a rebrand it was a refresh they refreshed the logo gave it a new look kind of gave it a little more modern type look um i I think for these for these uh you know for these teams like new england uh you know even the galaxy did it it can improve the logo it can give it a more professional look they they already did that refresh it was great. It was fine. And then they kind of came out with this. And let's talk about first of all, it's now they are now Columbus SC. Love it. And they and and they are now referred to as the crew. So they are it it to me it feels like they said we want to we want to put our stamp on this team. We want to create a new logo. We want to create a new identity. Uh but we but we don't want to make we don't want to make we don't want to make people too angry. We don't want to completely get rid of the crew moniker. So we are going to say we are Columbus SC, but we are affectionately known as the crew. Kind of like how, uh, you know, you know, Bortmouth is known as the Cherries. Um, you know, Manchester United is known as the Red Devils. And we and we see that. Uh, and, and we see that with the uh, with with the uh, with, you know, Minnesota United being known as the Loons. So it can work, but you already are called the crew. It, it's it's more of a it's more of again mls just seems to do these types of things that kind of erase their history 
and kind of like kind of why oh we you know we're not known as we're not officially now known as the columbus crew we are now columbus sc i you know i don't know it's it's i i can understand the thinking behind it in in a certain sense but the execution is poor to do it in the middle of the season i know you're building a stadium but to do it in the middle of the year is also bizarre um here's here's my here's my one piece on it they fixed it already so the only thing that was weird about the Columbus Crew was the hard hat guys. Like that that is yeah. I, there is some people that think that looks cool and I happen to be one of them that thinks that is kitschy and kind of and kind of interesting at least. But they fixed that already. They they, they did basically a generic German-esque uh uh crest and that was that. The name wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also everyone's going to still call them the crew forever. Yeah. Always. This is just this is just an on paper move. It's just it's just on it's just uninspiring. Like I don't normally when you when you do this, you are thinking about a you want to draw on new segments that were turned off by the old name. B you want to sell a whole bunch of new merch with the with the new logo on it. And you're not gonna do either of those things. Like no one wasn't but wasn't going to crew games because of the name and the logo, the new one. They were not going because the stadium was not downtown. I believe I think that that, that is true. The, the the scoreboard would catch on fire. Who knows? Potentially a, a a life hazard risk to go to a game there. That's why it wasn't because of the name. And two, everybody's pissed about this. No one's gonna buy this new stuff. Like it's just not gonna happen. I, I just there, it seems like a miss on both fronts. And and you talk about like what DC did. And I know I know there are certain segments of the of the fan supporter group that hate the new logo. Think it looks terrible. I think it looks fine. I love it. I, I think. It, <laughs> I, I think it's a it's a it's what you do if you want to properly refresh your logo and not you still the spirit of the old logo is still very much there. You can you can see the old parts of the logo they kept that were good parts of the logo. They just said, hey, we're just going to give it kind of a fresh coat of paint. We're going to get rid of the soccer ball. It, it, you talk about like what iconic logos look like. You talk about, you know, in the U.S., you talk about the Yankees logo. That's an iconic logo. I'm just like, if MLS is going to do this each time they sell a club, how are they going to develop that kind of like iconic look and logo? Uh, you know, you look at the, the 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 Timbers haven't really changed their logo. You look yet, at the yet Ted yet yet yeah Portland well, actually, SC they did, coming. They did they did their rebrand of the logo and it was so bad that they like actually like just took it and like said we're going to make this more professional. We're sorry that was really bad. If you actually go go look at like the original Portland Timbers logo, it was awful. Uh, Sounders have have a very solid logo like you know all these teams and even the galaxy yes they updated their logo when beckham came here but they've kept that now and it's, it's a very nice good. logo yep and there's all, all over the league you're seeing and it's like you know if you keep going in and saying oh we're going to do this game and the crew had one of those logos that was really nice very solid definitely definitely led you to to want to support the team and then just to refresh it to rip out the name from the the crew name it just it, it just it if we're going to keep doing this, we're never going to develop any history. We're never, we're, we're, we, it's going to go away. And I know it's not of all the things that are major. If you told, if you told them, if you told crew fans two years ago, you got to deal with this ugly ass logo. or You're going to lose your team to Austin. They would say, we'll take the ugly logo. Let's, let's be clear about the, you know, they have the team. They're getting the new stadium. Looks great. I want to go to the new stadium. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. They did it. Uh, they apparently, they, Said they consulted fans, but the, the groups were like, we like they <laughs> like fans. showed it to us. Yeah, they showed it to us and we're like, here it is. And we're like, that looks terrible. Well, we're doing it anyway. We've already paid for it. So the check's already cleared. We can't do anything about it. And so. like has been said a hundred times, like we have we have very recent evidence about how this goes poorly. Like literally mm-hmm. one year ago, Chicago Fire did this. Uh, every single fan was like, oh, no, that's dumb and stupid. And we hate it. We hate it a lot. Uh, and now they redid it. They're having. They basically said, "We'll play one year with this because we bought all this stuff, and we're just going to do it." But we're redoing it, and we're bringing in the fans from the start, and we'll develop. Yeah. Like uh, it just seems so smart to me. Yeah. Start do do one of these town hall things. Do do like a small working group. You get to do what you want to do, and then you get to say it was the fans' idea, and then they have their buy-in from the start, and then they're all going to buy new stuff because they're not mad at you. So everybody yeah. wins. Like, what is the purpose of doing it in secret? There's no benefit. Yeah, and you know. You, you you signed NDAs and yes there was a, ch- a chance it leaks and there was talk you know there were there were fans that were like this logo looks the DC logo there were certain fans that got easy early access to it and they said like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good 
Like you're you're gonna like it. It's gonna be a solid logo, like a solid rebrand. It's not anything crazy. They didn't go anything now. Now there have been, I believe there have been talks, low level talks about DC United changing their name. I hope that never happens. Oh. I really, really hope. I hope they Boy. I hope I hope <laughs> I hope people in the front office are seeing the reaction to the Houston logo rebrand, the Columbus, now the Columbus logo. I hope that has scared them off of ever, ever trying this ever again. We will harness Hopefully. the power of DC United Twitter. The, the, yes. the black magic of DC United Twitter, we will harness it, and it will be the single mission of this show to dis- to destroy that idea. So <laughs> do not do it. Please don't do it. I would rather have – I'd rather talk about soccer games, but if you make me do it, yes. I'll do it. All right, let's talk about good things, good things going on with our soccer teams as we as we close out this show. Uh, uh, Alexander Ovechkin is now an owner of the Washington Spirit. Yes. Uh, which is Which is cool. Which is cool and good to see. Uh, it's cool to have him as an owner. It's cool to have all, all the people that are getting involved. This, I mean, this is name recognition. Uh, it, it brings a lot of attention, not just you know the financials of that. Um, Notable too, because it, this this yeah. was it was directly indicated there there he is committing finances. So the other when when they added seven thousand new owners, it was not it was not confirmed that each of those owners have a cash stake in the in the operation. Ovechkin is putting dollars in, and that's I think that's great. He and his wife are sort of both both names on there, similar to sort of the LAFC model where there was lots of uh, sort of family groups. Um, I think Serena Serena Williams's child daughter is an owner, uh, part owner. Uh, so he was he was just as a quick, you know, I, I, this is this is going to actually this is like a rare for them. The Spirit are going to be leading. I think they were probably on NBC Sports Channel Four. All the mm-hmm. folks were on the call. Uh, but he was inspired uh, by his mother's athletic career. Uh, she played basketball in Russia, and he, uh, it was always a question of it was very challenging for them to get fans to go see their games. So he understands that the quality of play has always been great. It's just about figuring out a way to get get the attention on it deserves. So I think that was part of what he was motivated by. He was also motivated by the fact that this is a tremendous financial opportunity for any investor. And that was the question I tried to get in. Uh, in, into the into the press conference today is understanding that this is a large on tap potential. It's the only one left, right? Like uh, sports, sports is now for billionaires. Anywhere else, all the other sports that exist, this is it. This is the last frontier. Ninety nine percent of uh, of ad revenue in sports go to men. Ninety seven percent of media attention goes to men. So the only room you have to grow here is 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 in women's sports and the. You see over and over again, it's on an upward trajectory. If you look at soccer uh, in, in Europe uh, for the women's game, uh, exponentially increasing, getting much more exposure on broadcast television in America. Uh, it, it's it's a matter of it's only a matter of time. And I think that this is you're going to see this more and more and more. Uh, I think just women's sports had a, a big a big buy in today as well, which is a, a, a network that covers just women's sports. Uh, Kevin Durant, there were a bunch of El, uh, uh, Elena Deladonna was one of them, but Kevin Durant, as we're speaking, like sticking with the male athlete involvement, uh, had put money into that. So the idea is that they can expand their coverage and, and do more. So it's just smart business sense. If I had if I had money to invest in sports, it would absolutely <laughs> be in women's sports. That, this is yeah. so clearly where to go. I, ho- I just hope the league, I hope the league, I'm sorry, I hope the league keeps up with that, right? I think that they're, that they're not held back in an MLS way that they're, they're, their hopes and aspirations are not limited by their poorest owners. Yeah. And, you know, and I think they, they have to be because I think right now that you are advertising yourself. I mean, this isn't, this isn't a situation where MLS is trying to catch up with Europe. You are the premier women's sports league in the United States, but right now you have a lot of, you have competition. Uh, You have England waking up and, and you have a lot of these teams like Man City and Chelsea that, don't have to be, you know. I, I don't even know if like financial fair play comes into comes into UEFA. It does not to the women's side, the women's side of the game, but they can they can spend as much money as they want and they can lose as much money as they want. And I think that is that is where you 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 as a, as the NW so you cannot stand pat and say, oh, we're we're fine. You know, we'll be fine. You know, everything's gonna be good. We got the the U.S. women's players because as soon as you know, as soon as you know, you get into a CBA and the and the women and us soccer steps back and uh, they're like all right we need this restriction on on us playing in the nwsl removed because chelsea and man city are offering us you know three four five million dollar contracts and we're getting peanuts here yeah by 
we're going somewhere else. Chelsea, so. Chelsea, Chelsea spent and they won the WSL and they're in the Champions mm-hmm. League final. Uh, they set yep. the record for most expensive transfer with Pernil Harder. Uh, they're just they're just spending and 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 the owner Roman Bromwich has said like basically I'm not going to stop. This is this is where this is where we can grow and becoming yeah. a world powerhouse in this until the rest of the world wakes up. We'll just keep cashing those checks. So like you said, I think that you know there are there are teams. England, uh, there are like super teams playing in the space. Lyon is 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 serious. Juventus is getting serious. Barcelona has now finally started. Real Madrid, they're now starting to invest a little bit more. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 the it's the future. It is the it is the horizon that's exciting. So, uh, and and, you, and we're seeing we're seeing down south in Mexico. I've I've been yep. I've, I've been watching some of the the Liga uh, Liga Mex Femenel uh, games, and, the, and the, that quality is has been really good. Tigres is absolutely wrecking like everybody. They they beat Club America for nothing. You think of Club America as like the big powerhouse. Uh, they they absolutely destroyed. <laughs> they have Tigres absolutely destroyed Club America. It was not even close. Um, this so, is us uh, browbeating you to continue to watch and support yeah. women's soccer. We're, we're, you we got that two DM package to watch MLS. It's all there. I, I have the recorder set and everything to, to pick it up. So. We we actually have we have uh, we'll be covering the team full season. So we'll be we'll be there uh, watching the games, giving the the at the, at this moment. This is the this is our, our our the most access we've got to any of the teams we cover. So you'll be seeing a lot of spirit content on the show, on the website, on social media. So their first game, I believe, is Sunday uh, away to Orlando. So prepare for that. We'll we'll also we'll also talk about that on the Thursday show as well. Yep, absolutely. All right, I think that's going to do it. I think we're going to go ahead and just uh, we're going to wrap up the show again, guys. Uh, Patreon.com. Join Patreon. Join our Patreon. Five dollar tier. Submit your submit your meme. Try try to win the uh, win the 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 scarf the uh, the do a SpongeBob meme a, a special a special discompensation <laughs> for SpongeBob memes uh, for for the the, the cherry blossoms. <laughs> I can think of a two with like with like Losada and fitness like that come from SpongeBob. Uh, that that was the, there you go. That was the show the Ted's giving you free ad, free ideas, <laughs> free ad, free ideas and free advice and free and a free way to win. Yep. Um, Anyway, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. RFQRefugees.com. Uh, we're going to work on getting some more content on the site. I've got a couple posts I'm, I'm mulling over on how to write. So definitely check definitely, uh, definitely check out the site. Twitter.com slash RFQRefugees. The Patreon, obviously, which I just mentioned. Facebook.com. We're everywhere. Also, on every Mondays at 830 on YouTube, we will have a show, a live show. So if this is your first time checking us out, hit that little bell icon on the on the show and uh, get notified when we go live. Uh I don't yep, know. I was pointing where it would be. Somewhere. somewhere in the bottom third. Somewhere. 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 Somewhere <laughs> down here. Somewhere down here. All right, guys. Thank you all so much, so much for listening. We will catch you guys later in the week. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.